What did the baseball glove say to the ball? I don't know what. Catch you later. <laughs> it's time for the Children's Hour. Kids Public Radio. Our kids love to play baseball, even the big kids too. To throw a fastball, or catch a pop fly, or even slide into home plate. All kids love to play baseball, even the big kids too. Some kids. Even hit home runs, and I know it's true. You hit a home run too. All right, boys and girls, a big part of baseball is being able to catch a ball. I'm going to pretend to throw it to you, and you catch it. You ready? Here it comes. Good catch! Wow. Now let's see if you can throw it back to me. See if I can catch it. Go ahead, throw it. Ah, good throw. Ah, I got it. All right, batter up. Pick up your bats. I'm gonna throw you a pitch. Let's see if you can hit one out of the park. Here comes the windup. There's the pitch. It's a good swing. It might be out of here. Home run! All kids love to play baseball. Even the big kids do to throw a fastball or catch a pop fly or even slide into home plate. All kids love to play baseball. Even the big kids do. You know who? Some kids even hit home runs, and I know it's. You hit a home run too. Frank Lito from his Songs for Special Days release. Right here on the Children's Hour, Frank Lito, like the Children's Hour, is from Albuquerque, New Mexico. I'm Katie Stone. I'm here at the Outpost Performance Space with a whole lot of great people on our kids crew that are here and on Zoom. Who's with us today? Hi, it's Thorfinn. Hi, it's Addie. Hi, it's Luminata. Hi, it's Alana. Hi, it's Xavier. Hi, it's Lily May. Hi, it's Kate. Hi, it's Beth. Thanks so much for being with us on the Children's Hour today out there in listener land here at the Outpost and on Zoom. We're going to be learning about something today on the Children's Hour that I know very little about, the Negro Baseball Leagues with our guest Byron Motley. And if you'd like to learn along with us even more, we have a learn-along guide posted for this episode. Go to childrenshour.org, look for Negro Baseball Leagues. And our learn-along guides both meet and cite national education standards, so you can use them in the classroom. But before we get there, Cade, aren't you like a super fast pitcher in baseball? I actually used 
a pitch timer on myself. And I actually got got all the way up to pitching at 70 miles per hour. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I honestly don't think I, I should play baseball because I know I can pitch really fast, but my accuracy is bit off, so I could actually hurt someone. So Yeah, that's kind of my issue. I'm working on that, though, right now. Hand-eye coordination and being accurate where I, you know, hit a ball. Yeah, Beth? Um, I sometimes... Like when we go on hikes with family, um, we'll take a stick and some pine cones and we call it pine cone baseball, but that's all all we do and I'm really, really bad at it. <laughs> How are you supposed to be good at pine cone baseball? It seems like the ball would fall apart when you hit it. Um, sometimes it does, like if they're already rotting, but it the the pitches are like very slow. It's basically just like tossing it and trying to hit it. It's my kind of baseball. Xavier. I used to play baseball, but I play soccer now. What did you like about baseball? I just really liked like the teams and I like to watch it, but I don't really like to anymore. So I play soccer. I hear ya. Soccer is pretty cool too. And you're still on a team. So you got that. Well, stick with us on the Children's Hour. We're going to learn about Negro baseball leagues. And remember, you can find a learn along guide at childrenshour.org under this episode title. This next tune is our guest performing. His name is Byron Motley. Let's learn together about Negro baseball leagues right here on the Children's Hour. Robinson waits. Here comes the pitch. And there goes a line drive to left field. Swan is after it. He leaps it over his head against the wall. Here comes... It went zooming across the left field wall. Yeah, boy. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Jack hit that ball. And when he swung his bat, the crowd went wild because he knocked that ball a solid mile. Yeah, boy. Oh, yes. Jack hit that ball. Well, now Satchel Page is mellow, so is Campanello, Newcomb and Dobie, too. But it's a natural fact, when Jackie comes to bat, the other team is through. Now, did you see Jackie Robinson hit that ball? I mean, he hit it, yeah, and that ain't all. He's so Oh, yes, yes, Jackie's showing up gone.
baggage of that legally contract. That was the beginning of the modern-day civil rights movement. All of a sudden, the whole black community discovered that they're now baseball fans. Well, let me tell you now, before he made the majors, he was one of the players in the Negro Leagues. With Satchel Page and Josh Double Duty and Cool Papa, must have been something to see. That's what my daddy told me, yeah. Now did you see Jackie Robinson hit that ball? He really hit it. Oh, yeah. And that ain't all. He's so home. He's so yes, home, yeah. Yes. Jackie's shown the gun. Hey, now, Jackie. Listening to the Children's Hour. And today on the show, we have a very special guest. His name is Byron Motley. He is a Renaissance man, really. He's a singer, a performer, a writer, a filmmaker, and so much more. Welcome to the Children's Hour, Byron. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. It's great to have you. Today, we wanted to tap into your incredible knowledge about something that today's kids don't really know much about. It's called the Negro Leagues. What is a Negro League? Well, it's actually the Negro Baseball Leagues. And it was an organization that was formed in 1920 by a group of pioneering owners of baseball teams, which were all Black teams before integration. So Blacks had their own league, Whites had their own league. Before that, some Black players were playing alongside Whites, but they were not allowed to play on the same baseball diamond together. And so Blacks had to create their own league, which they called the Negro Baseball Leagues. And they formed that again in 1920 in my hometown of Kansas City, Missouri. When did the Major League Baseball finally become inclusive of everyone? That happened in 1947. Can anybody guess who that player was? Jackie Robinson? You got it right, sir. And what team was he with? I don't know. Okay, it was in New York, the Dodgers. The New York Dodgers. The Dodgers, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Was it made up of Black players only? No. The Negro Leagues had most predominantly Black players, but there were a few teams that had a few whites that might come and play with them. And of course, and they had the Blacks from other Latin American countries. So Latin American players could come to the States and play baseball, but only in the Negro Leagues. Or Black players would go to Cuba and Puerto Rico and Mexico and play baseball there and have more of a free life. They could be themselves in those countries. Your connection with the Negro Baseball Leagues is more than just an academic, if you will, interest. You have a personal connection to the leagues. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. My father was the last living umpire from the Negro Baseball Leagues. Not a ball player, but the umpire. 
he ran the game and tried to make it to the majors. But at the time, they weren't allowing black umpires. They weren't taking players into the majors. So I grew up hearing all of his stories from the time I was a child about his days of umpiring. And um, several years ago, before he passed away, he and I wrote together his memoir, his autobiography about his life growing up in the South during the Jim Crow era, growing up in the segregated society, and then becoming one of the first Black Marines in our country, known as the Montfort Point Marines. So I grew up hearing my father's stories from the time I was a child and, you know, taking it for granted. He'd go down memory lane and start capping his days in the Negro Leagues and World War II. And my mother and sister and I would look at each other and kind of roll our eyes out. My God, here he goes again. He's talking about this again. But the older I got, the more I realized, oh, my God, this is quite some history that he lived. So I started asking questions, you know, and he loved telling me the answers. And so then we decided several years ago to write his memoir together and um, started working on this documentary about the Negro Leagues and interviewing a lot of old players, some of their widows, their wives, some of their children, some of the fans who were part of the game at the time, and began creating this documentary, which is finally getting some movement and moving forward. That's pretty great. Why did baseball used to be so segregated? Well, unfortunately, that was just the way America was. Baseball was not the only thing. I mean, it's like Blacks had their own neighborhoods. Whites had their own. Blacks had their own restaurants. Whites had their own. Schools, you name it. It's just the way that our country was at the time. So when it came down to the game of baseball, which is the national pastime, it still was segregated. They just were not allowed to play together. And it took until Jackie Robinson, 1949, almost 50 years later, after the Negro Leagues were started, that the world started coming together. And it was because of World War II, when Black soldiers started defending the country and there was demand by more white people who saw the value of us being together that led to more inclusion. We've come a long way, but there's still so much further to go. And a lot of that has to do with changing laws and making it illegal, literally illegal, to discriminate against other people. And one of the reasons it's so important to talk about these things that seem so old and far away is that we now see laws trying to separate people again coming up through our state houses and our Congress. And so we must know our history, that this was the wrong path and that better things happen in integrated settings. You're listening to the Children's Hour. Our guest today is Byron Motley, and he's finishing production of a television series on the Negro Baseball Leagues. We have a lot more information posted at childrenshour.org. Look for this episode, Negro Baseball Leagues. There you'll also find the Learn Along Guide. This is Dr. John. Take me out to the ball.
Children's Hour, Kids Public Radio. We'll be right back. The Children's Hour is produced by the Children's Hour Incorporated. We're a New Mexico-based nonprofit organization supported by listeners just like you. Learn more about us at childrenshour.org. The New Mexico Department of Cultural Affairs supports the Children's Hour. Celebrate diverse cultural communities of New Mexico at nmculture.org. Support for the Children's Hour provided by Electric Playhouse in Albuquerque, New Mexico. More info at electricplayhouse.com. I like all of the podcasts because they help me learn a lot. I'm Brooklyn Elder from Albuquerque. Find hundreds of educational podcasts at childrenshour.org or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Look for the Children's Hour. You're listening to the Children's Hour Over the Break. The band Between 9 and 7 brought us a portion of the Negro Baseball League instrumental. Sweet Honey and the Rock from their kids' CD, Still the Same Me, had We Shall Not Be Moved. And Dr. John had Take Me Out to the Ball Game. That's exactly where we're going to go with our guest, Byron Motley. We're learning about Negro Baseball Leagues today on the Children's Hour. You can find our learn-along guide at childrenshour.org. Look for our episode, Negro Baseball Leagues, and more with Byron Motley coming up right after this. This is Nat King Cole, right here on the Children's Hour. (laughs) 
Baseball Hall of Fame inducted Robinson in 1962. He was a member of six World Series teams. Jackie earned six consecutive All-Star Game nominations and won several awards during his career. In 1947, Robinson won the Sporting News Rookie of the Year and the first MLB Rookie of the Year award. Two years later, Jackie was awarded his first National League MVP. In addition to his accomplishments on the field, Jackie Robinson was also a forerunner of the Civil Rights Movement. He was a key figure in the establishment and growth of the Freedom Bank, an African-American owned and controlled entity. He also wrote a syndicated newspaper column for a number of years in which he was an outspoken supporter of both Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X. Jackie earned the major league minimum salary of $5,000, standard for many rookies at the time. That year, he played in 151 games, hit 297, led the National League in stolen bases, and won the first ever Rookie of the Year award. Although Jackie played every game that season at first base, Robinson spent most of his career as a second baseman. Two years later, Jackie won the Most Valuable Player Award for the National League. He would win his only championship ring when the Dodgers beat the New York Yankees in 1955. After the 1956 season, Robinson's contract was sold by the Dodgers to the New York Giants. Rather than report to the Giants, Robinson chose to retire at age 37. Jackie Robinson, a great African-American hero and a great African-American man. You just heard Jackie Robinson. That's Ronald Tyke Oliver from a release called Black History and Black Heroes right here on the Children's Hour. Before that, Nat King Cole. Today on the Children's Hour, we're learning about the Negro Baseball Leagues, and we're talking with our guest, Byron Motley. He's a musician, a performer, an author, a documentary filmmaker, and he's working right now on a series 
about the Negro Baseball Leagues. We heard a little bit about him before the break, and he told us about his dad, who was an umpire in the Negro Baseball Leagues. But we have a lot more to learn, and you can find a learn-along guide for this episode. It's posted at childrenshour.org. Just look for Negro Baseball Leagues. But let's go over to Illy. How long did the Negro Baseball League exist? From 1920 up until about 1960. Yeah, so a long time. I guess after Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier in 1947, the Negro League started to demise and not be around as long or as vibrant as it had been because now fans could go see their favorite Black players play in the majors. So it was basically around for a good 40 years. Who were some of the other really well-known players that we might hear of today who started off in the Negro Baseball Leagues? Well, there was Buck O'Neill, who just became a Hall of Famer. Buck was a manager and player with the Kansas City Monarchs. There was Hank Aaron. There was Willie Mays. A lot of these men went on to play with the Major League Baseball Leagues as they went on in the future when they became desegregated after Jackie Robinson. Did that feel for the Negro Baseball Leagues like it was a kind of a betrayal or like it was a huge success? Um, No, I think everybody was glad that these Black players were now getting a chance to play in the majors. I mean, there may have been some distractors and we were not that wild about it, but for the most part, People were thrilled so they can now go to a major league baseball game and have their people there playing. So, yeah, people like Satchel Paige, who was a great pitcher that played for many years in the Negro Leagues and then went to the majors and was the oldest rookie to ever play in the majors. And still to this day, he was 42 and he was striking everybody out at the age of 42. He was still (laughs) incredible. So think about people like him and Josh Gibson, who never got to make it to the majors. They say he was the best batter in all of Negro League history. I mean, he was an incredible batter. Probably hit more home runs than Hank Aaron and Barry Bonds and everybody. So there were quite a few players that made it to the majors, but those are probably the most famous and popular ones. You're listening to the Children's Hour. I'm Katie Stone. And with the kids crew here at the Outpost and on Zoom with our guest, Byron Motley. He is a filmmaker and television producer and so much more. And he's towards the end of a production of a television series on the Negro Baseball Leagues. So after Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier, who was the second person from the Negro Leagues to join the Major League Baseball. Larry Doby was his name, and he played with the uh, Cleveland Indians. And that year, Satchel joined this team after Larry Doby, and that was the first time ever that the Cleveland Indians won a World Series was because of those two guys. They needed the best players. They needed the best players. Yeah. And Larry Doby was, a lot of people don't know about him. I met Larry Dolby and I interviewed him and I asked him about that. I said, you know, why, how do you feel about not being talked about? He says, no, I know that you know, Jackie created the situation for Black players and I just happened to be second. So they had their player to talk about. They had the person they wanted to talk about. They had Jackie. And he says, you know, I'm still living because all that stress killed Jackie, but I'm still here. 
And he finally passed away. I think maybe 2006, he passed away. Larry Dolby, uh, the second Black baseball player to integrate the major baseball leagues and coming out of the Negro baseball leagues. Byron, before we let you go, I wanted to find out, you know, kids listening to this are wondering, does it matter? What did they shift by doing this? What do we learn today from all of this back then? Yes, it definitely matters. And it's up to the young people to realize that, know about it, to talk about it, to experience it in your own way, and to have that knowledge. I think it's, it's like going to school and learning how to write or how to read something. This is unique history, American history and world history that happened right here in our own backyards. And it changes your life. Well, thank goodness that we've had a chance to talk with you and learn so much more about this. The topic today is Negro Baseball Leagues, and we've been learning from Byron Motley. You can learn a lot more about him and his forthcoming TV series and so much more at childrenshour.org. Look for this episode, Negro Baseball Leagues. Byron Motley, thank yeah. you so much for taking the time to be with us today on The Children's Oh, my, my pleasure. My pleasure. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you. Bye, kids. Bye. Bye. If I pitch, can you catch? Will you hold the ball? When you step to the plate, will you swing and fall? If you play, you gotta know how it's done. Can you catch? Can you hold on? Everybody 
Bailey thought he'd buy a billion baseballs to bat, so he wouldn't have to worry where all his friends were at. He could hit those balls to Kansas, and if they never came back, he'd just pick up another one and give it a whack. He could do it all himself. He wouldn't need a friend at all. He could always be the batter. He'd never have to chase the ball. Well, Bailey didn't realize how much space he would need. To hold a billion baseballs is a lot of space indeed. If he didn't stack them, just laid them on the ground, it would make a giant square that was 80 miles around. Well, he didn't have that kind of room. He'd put them in the yard. He'd stack them up against the house. That couldn't be too hard. He took his father's measuring stick. He had to be precise. He measured every inch of space. In fact, he did it twice. The yard was 30 feet by 30 feet, a perfect space indeed. But then he had to figure out how tall a ladder he would need. He added and subtracted, and then he said, oh my, I will need a ladder that is 30 miles high. He could stack them like a building and build steps into the walls. It'd be 11,000 stories high, made completely out of balls. He'd have to stack them carefully or the balls would all fall down. And then he'd really have a mess with baseballs all over town. Let's see. If he stacked the balls one per second, he could stack 60 in a minute, 3,600 in an hour, 86,400 in a day, 31,536,000 in a year. It would take him at least 34 and one half years to stack the balls. He'd be 44 years old. He didn't have that kind of time. <sighs> he would need help. He'd call up every friend he knew. He was sure they'd help him stack. They could even bring their baseball bats and they could take a whack. They'd stack a few and hit a few, unless of course it rained. They could even choose up teams and play a baseball game. Then he began to understand the concept of it all. If you have at least two people, you only need one ball. One person hits the baseball, it's the other's turn to catch. Then everybody gets a turn, and the ball keeps coming back. Listen to me, you guys. This game of baseball is only one half skill. The other half is something else, something bigger. You gotta have heart. All you really need is heart. When the odds are saying you'll never win, that's when the grin should start. You gotta have hope. Mustn't sit around and hope. Nothing's half as bad as it may appear. Wait till next year and hope. When your luck is batting zero, get your chin up off the floor. Mister, you can be a hero. Can open any door, there's nothing to it but to do it. You gotta have heart, miles and miles and miles of heart. Oh, it's fine to be a genius, of course, but keep that old horse before the cart. First, you gotta have heart. A great slugger. We haven't got a great pitcher. 
we haven't got A great ball club we haven't got What do we got? Getting the idea. We've got hope. We don't sit around and mope. Not a solitary song do we hear. Mister, cause we've got hope. Boys, I'm proud of you. We're so happy that we're humming. <laughs> That's the hearty thing to do. Ho, ho, ho. Cause we know our ship will come in. <laughs> so it's ten years overdue. Ho, ho, we've got heart, miles and miles and miles of heart. Oh, it's fine to be a genius, of course, but keep that old horse before the cart. So what the heck's the use of crying? Why should we case? We gotta get better, cause we can't get worse. And to add to it... background, the Vince Guaraldi Trio from Peanuts Greatest Hits with the baseball theme. You heard Heart from the original Broadway cast of the Damn Yankees musical on baseball. Green Chili Jam Band before that with a billion baseballs and the baseball boogie was Mabel Scott. You're listening to the Children's Hour. Today's show is about the Negro Baseball Leagues. You can find a learn-along guide that meets and cites national education standards at childrenshour.org. You're listening to the Children's Hour, Kids Public Radio. We'll be right back. Thanks to the Outpost Performance Space in Albuquerque, New Mexico, for hosting the Children's Hour. Support for the Children's Hour is provided by United Way of North Central New Mexico. Support provided by the City of Albuquerque and the Urban Enhancement Trust Fund. Bernalillo County is a proud supporter of the Children's Hour. Many thanks to the users at tokenibis.org who direct funds to the Children's Hour every week. Keep up with the Children's Hour and subscribe to our monthly newsletter at childrenshour.org. Welcome back to the Children's Hour. I'm Katie Stone. We've got a little bit more on the Negro Baseball Leagues. It's hard to believe that there was a time that we would segregate people based on the color of their skin. And the temptation is to think that this history is so far in the past that it doesn't really matter anymore. But that's actually not true. This isn't that long ago, less than 100 years. We have a lot more to learn about, so stick with us on the Children's Hour. This next one is Ella Jenkins. Yeah. 
National League was formed on February 13th in 1920 by Rube Foster, and it began with eight teams, the Chicago American Giants, the Chicago Giants, the Cuban Stars, the Dayton Marcos, the Detroit Stars, the Kansas City Monarchs, the Indianapolis ABCs, and the St. Louis Giants. very first game was in 1920 in Indianapolis, but it was supposed to be in 1919 in Chicago. Instead, in Chicago in 1919, there was a race riot, and it forced the cancellation of the entire first season of the Negro Baseball Leagues. That riot was a horrific tale in American history. 38 people died over eight days, and thousands of mostly black people lost their homes. The riot began in the south side of Chicago and was just full of random acts of violence against black people by white people. That led to the first game of the Negro Baseball Leagues being on May 2nd, 1920 between Indianapolis ABCs and the Chicago Giants. The Indianapolis ABCs won and the game was in Indianapolis, not Chicago. In 1933, a second league was formed called the Negro American League. Now there was the Negro National Leagues and the Negro American Leagues. Josh Gibson led the Negro Leagues with 384 home runs in his career. He's believed to have hit nearly 800, including all of his league and independent baseball in his 17-year career. He was a 12-time All-Star and two-time Negro League World Series champion. 
Leroy Satchel Page was not only considered one of the best pitchers and players in the Negro Leagues, but he also is the oldest player to ever play in Major League Baseball. His rookie debut was at the age of 43, and he played his last game just shy of his 60th birthday. Satchel Page was the first African-American to pitch in the American League as well as in the World Series. By the end of the 1940s, the Negro Baseball League started to disband. In 1948, the Negro National League came to a close. But the Negro American League endured for another decade. They played their last game in 1958. 100 years after they began, in 2020, finally, Major League Baseball recognized the Negro Leagues as a major league. This was deeply impactful for more than 3,400 players that played in the Negro Baseball Leagues from 1920 to 1948. You can learn a lot more about the Negro Baseball Leagues at the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum located in Kansas City, Missouri, which opened in 1997. You can also learn a lot more in our Learn Along Guide for this episode. Find it and lots of links at childrenshour.org. Look for this episode, Negro Baseball Leagues. Submariner, a four-day rider, and a midnight creeper. He knew joy, heartache, and celebration, a legend in defiance of his age. There's a story of wisdom and inspiration in the words of old Satchel Page. Question of mind over matter If you don't mind It don't matter He said work like you don't need the money Love like you've never been hurt Dance like nobody's watching Think about these three words
Satchel said, keep looking ahead. Satchel said, keep looking ahead. Don't look back. background, Scott Joplin. Don't Look Back, a song for Satchel Page is composed by Fred Sturm. You're listening to the Children's Hour. Today's episode on the Negro Baseball Leagues is available as a podcast, and you can also find our Learn Along Guide. Everything's at childrenshour.org. Look for this episode, Negro Baseball Leagues. Charlie Pride, the famed country singer, was also a professional baseball player in the Negro Baseball Leagues. But then he got signed on by RCA. This is Charlie Pride. I'm just me, right here on the Children's Hour. Down at the railroad station There's people getting on Some are going north and some are going south I'm just going to be gone Some people are born to be takers Others just want to give Some people live just to love But I just love to live For I was just born to be Exactly what you see Nothing more or less Not the worst or the best I just try to be Exactly what you see Hey, and every day I'm just me Playing Until Dark When we could no longer see the ball We walked home sadly Dragging our bats and sometimes wearing our gloves on our heads Exhausted but happy With light in our eyes Even stars could see that's E. Ethelbert Miller from his collection of poetry called If God Invented Baseball, published by City Point Press. Our thanks to the author and to the Real News Network's Mark Steiner Show for the audio. I would like to join the retired actors baseball team. Oh, you would? And I would like to know some of the guys' names on the team, so if I want to play with them, I know them, and I meet them on the street or in the home here, I can say hello to them. Oh, sure, but you know they give baseball players nowadays very peculiar names. Oh, a lot of funny names. You know, like uh, Sticky Stick Fields. Sticky Fields. Uh, Goofy Dan. Booby Barber. Booby Barber. I know. But let's see now, we have on our team, we have who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. That's what I want to find then, out, the guy's name. And then, uh-huh. That's what I want to find out, the guy's name. I'm telling you, who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. Now, Abby, you now, want to be the manager of the baseball team? Yes. You know the guy's names? Well, I should. Well, now you tell me the guy's names on the baseball I team. I say, who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. You ain't saying nothing to me yet. Go ahead and tell me. <laughs> 
I'm telling him. You said none yet. Go ahead and tell me. Who's on first? What's on second? I don't know. Is on third. You know the guy's I'll... names on the baseball team? Yes. Well, go ahead. Who's on first? Yes. I mean the guy's name. Who? The guy playing first. Who? The guy playing first base. Who? The guy on first base. <laughs> who is on first? What are you asking me for? I don't know. Now, wait a minute. I'm, not... I'm asking you who's on first. That's his name. Well, go ahead and tell me. Who? The guy on first. That's it. <laughs> That's his name. Well, you ain't said nothing. I ain't asked you nothing. You did. You know the guy's name on first base? Sure. Well, tell me the guy's name on first base. Who? <laughs> the guy playing first base. Who is on first, Lou? What are you asking me for? Now, don't get excited. I'm saying who. I'm asking you a simple question. Who's at first? Yes. Well, go ahead and tell me. That's it. That's who? <laughs> yeah. I'm asking you, what's the guy's name on first oh, base? Oh, no. What's on second? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? One base at a time. Don't mix up my... I'm not mixing up anybody. Now, what's the guy's name on first base? Now, what is on second? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who is on first? I don't know. He's on third. We're not talking. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. How did I get on third base? You mentioned his name. I mentioned his name? Yes. I don't know anybody's name on a team. I... How could I mention that guy's name? You did. You just mentioned it. All right. What's the guy's name on third base? No, what's on second? Who's on second? Who's on first? I don't know. He's on first. <laughs> I didn't even mention that guy's name on third base. Yes, you did. All right, then. Who's playing third base? No, who's on first? I'm not asking you what's on first. What's on second? Who's on second? Who's on first? I don't know. He's third base. Third base. Third base. That was an oldie from Abbott and Costello. Find a link to the full routine in our learn-along guide for this episode at childrenshour.org. Look for Negro Baseball Leagues. I'm Katie Stone, and you've been listening to the Children's Hour. We're going to go out with Steve Goodman. We'll catch you next time. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and crack. Jacks. I don't care if I ever come back Cause it's root, root, root for the home team If they don't win it's a shame Cause it's one, two, three strikes You're out at the old ball game Take me out to the skate park Take me out to the ramps I got a board and a new pair of vans I don't care if there's one in the stands Cause I'll ride, I'll ride till it gets dark Some might think that it's lame But if you take a look around It's the new ball game The Children's Hour is produced by the Children's Hour Incorporated, a New Mexico nonprofit. Our show was written by Katie Stone with lots of help from all of us on the kids' crew. You can find photos, links, learn along guides, and more about us at childrenshour.org. Our thanks to our guest, Byron Motley. We had production support from Eli Henley and Chad Shear. Thanks also to Christina Stella, our senior producer, and Lorraine Archibald, who writes our learn along guides. Find our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts or go to our patreon.com slash the children's hour. Or ask your smart speaker to play the children's hour podcast. We post our photos and more on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Find us at TCH Radio. 
Our theme music was written by C.K. Barlow. The Children's Hour is distributed by PRX, the Public Radio Exchange, and by the Pacifica Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Children's Hour, Kids Public Radio.